Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Bacon Smiles Podcast. Episode number 80. Wow. Can't believe we've been doing 80 of these. That's a lot. It's uh it's getting up there in age, <laughs> for sure. I I am excited for today's episode. We have a lot of topics, a lot of things to cover. Yeah. And uh, let's break it down. So we both had confirmation the sacrament. sacraments last week. Right. Then also we want to do an update on a story we covered on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, you, my beautiful wife and daughter, and your wife yep. went on a hayride. So a lot we'll talk of about that. Yeah. And uh, I have a little game of trivia for you, my friend. Okay. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> it's a topic right in your wheelhouse. Right, right. And then uh, music. You got yep, that? Absolutely. Saint of the Day, Saint Anthony Mary Claret. Mm-hmm. And Luke 12, 49 through 53. Kind of a heavy. Yeah. Requires a little bit of digging and yeah, yeah, yeah. discussion. And I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then you have news of the weird. Absolutely. Boom. <laughs> we got a full <laughs> show ahead of us. All right. So your confirmation ceremony uh, of the sacrament right, was... Right. At St. Bart's. It was a mm-hmm. Thursday evening we had. I believe it was 37 candidates. Nice. So it was a good amount. That's a good and we had, uh, um, we had Bishop Rosazzo with us. Nice. Always a treat. Yeah. Always a treat awesome. to have him. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a great evening. We had the full worship band there. We had the choir singing along with them. And uh, a lot of people showed up. We packed the place out. Mm. And then uh, Bishop Razaza sat in the, you know, front of the church afterwards. And we did group photos afterwards. Yeah. But it was cool talking with some of the kids after and going, how do you feel? And like, I feel different. And when you hear that response, you're like, awesome, you should. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should. That is, absolutely. Uh, my uh, group was on Sunday at the and you cathedral. Were at the cathedral, right? Yeah, with uh, a lot. There was a pretty large group. Um, one of the groups, it was, must they must have had 20-something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's normally any group under 25, or if a group just chooses that they'd rather have it at the cathedral yeah. uh, rather than at their own parish to allow for a lot of guests and mm-hmm. everything because the cathedral is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Archbishop Blair presided over it. Nice. One of my comfermande <laughs> was her grandfather was the deacon. Wow. Uh, of the mass, so that's really cool too. Yeah, you know, to have uh, the generations <laughs> represented mm-hmm. there—that's really cool and awesome. And uh, to see the young people take it very uh, reverently mm-hmm. uh, to the to the service and mm-hmm. receiving of the uh, sacrament and being sealed in the gifts of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to strengthen the gifts given at baptism. Yeah. Yeah, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit comes into you and is in, is it, with baptism and strengthened yeah. and confirmation and uh, to kind of go in uh, as, a, as a yes <laughs> to the faith, it, mm-hmm. it's just awesome. Yeah, and take ownership of that. Yeah. Uh, so the the other thing that we wanted to talk about a little bit and in, in and it's on, affecting our our, our young people it's in their culture yes and um, that is the vaping right and the, the largest the largest company that most people know is Juul mm-hmm. and there has been some pretty big uh, changes or happenings in the mm-hmm. news over the uh, past few months of. Basically, people getting sick and people dying. Yeah. And the just huge uptick in underage vaping that's mm-hmm. been happening in this country and just the levels of chemicals mm-hmm. and, and nicotine and stuff. But the FDA, the FDA has uh, basically been coming down hard on them and warning them that they need to stop these phony things in their marketing campaigns of it being... Different flavors. Yeah, the flavors that are definitely geared towards Mm -hmm. children um, and the 
just marketing it as this safer than mm-hmm. cigarettes thing, the safe alternative, yeah. which it, it, there's no basis for that claim right. at all. The FDA basically came down on them and said, these are unfounded claims. You mm-hmm. cannot, there has been no study that shows you are safer than tobacco. And I believe it said, um, I think it was on Jules' website, they said that one cartridge has the same amount of, uh, nicotine as one carton of cigarettes. Yeah, and that's a lot. And right. that's, you know, you're talking about you know twenty cigarettes to a pack, ten mm-hmm. packs to a carton. Mm-hmm. If that's one capsule or cartridge, the same amount of nicotine. That's that's a lot. And if people are going through that in a in yeah. a in a period of time, uh, that is much faster. Yeah. That's why you look at the fact that vaping has not been around for that long mm-hmm. and the fact that people are dying from yeah. it is, is is scary. Well, it was it was really eye-opening when Jen and I went to Ireland last spring and just seeing how prevalent it was over in Ireland. I mean, mm-hmm. over in in Europe they have a lot of drug use issues and and the health isn't that great because of it. But yeah. it was just interesting going over there where it was just starting to take off here in the States. Yeah. But over there, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Because a couple of years ago, they just made it. And I, this might have been within the last five years. They passed laws saying that in pubs, you cannot smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also... I, I, f- I felt like when even I went to Ireland, that smoking was pretty prevalent. Just right. even in cigarettes. And that's... The weird thing that happened is... Even now with this news and the, and the FDA basically saying there is no evidence that this is safer than tobacco use. Uh, and I feel like people getting as sick as they are, as quickly as they are, uh, kind of begs to differ in, yeah. in all honesty. And so I feel like people still are pretty stubborn yeah. where it's like, no, 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 this is I, I quit smoking to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, Jewel in particular has been saying like make the switch was their big right. marketing campaign and that's the stuff that's that's scary is when a company is going to market this dangerous thing mm-hmm. and saying it's a safe alternative make the switch from this right. more dangerous thing yeah it's like well, you the cigarette companies are backing Jewel yeah their e-cigarettes so they're, that's they're making the money is going in their pockets no matter exactly. what exactly and that's where the 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 big thing is is. I feel like people no longer have to be told that smoking mm-hmm. is bad for them. And, and an adult making that choice on their own, you know, so be it. Yeah. But for a company to be marketing and profiting off of young people getting addicted to, to nicotine at such a high level of right. nicotine is very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is good to see the FDA coming in and saying, you guys have to stop right. these... You know, blatant lies, <laughs> unfound. They yeah. said unfounded, right. you know, promises, <laughs> or I forget the exact wording. But mm-hmm. you're not allowed to just make blatant statements right. that have no backing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I yeah. know that we had a, a larger discussion about it in the in the prevalence in schools mm-hmm. uh, among underage. Because you're not supposed to be able to buy nicotine until you're 18. Right. And I think that anyway. just went up. I think that just went up here in the state on October 1st. Oh, is it? Might have gone up to 21. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because the the problem is is that the a developing mind is very susceptible to chemical mm-hmm. changes. And you don't want to mess with the chemical makeup of it of a mind in general, but especially a growing mind Mm -hmm. where you're, when you're going through puberty and you're going through the uh, developmental stages, your brain's chemistry is still adapting and changing and, and really growing and your ability to learn and grow and stuff like that can be stunted when you introduce other Mm -hmm. chemicals and, and changes. That's why, you know, even with other you know, prescription drugs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they're, they're supposed to be more uh, concerned about the ever uh, fragile mm-hmm. chemical makeup of someone who is still developing. Right. And so that's it. Like I said, just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit where it just, it seems like it doesn't get out there enough. Yeah. That 
there are still dangers to vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you're not familiar with how prevalent it is among our high school mm-hmm. youth. Well, my sister as a senior was talking about how some of the bathrooms at their schools have been closed down. Mm-hmm. And they have to go on different floors to uh, use bathrooms because those are more closer to security cameras and the mm-hmm. hallways and this and yeah. that. So that staff can keep track of who's going in and out and if there's any issues. Yeah. Because... There were kids walking into the bathrooms, and you could just smell, you know, yep. or, or see that stuff's going on in there. Yeah, and that's where, like I said, it's one of those things where it's like when it's marketed as the safe alternative, right. our young people are just going to be like, ah, you you old fuddy-duddies. Right. You. Yeah. <laughs> that's the term they use. Right, yeah, that's exactly what I hear them saying <laughs> in youth group. But I remember when I was in college, the same debate was being held about for loco. Yeah. Remember that? It was the same yeah. thing. It was, oh, it's fine. I'm using it responsibly. Yeah. But the amount of caffeine that was putting in it. Yeah, an and upper alcohol. and a downer right. was causing people to have heart attacks. Right. In college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where, you know, when you market something like that as, yeah. you know, towards a younger age group, eventually the FDA has to come in and say, these are unhealthy levels of things. Mm-hmm. You know, Juul is putting, is still putting unhealthy levels of nicotine yeah. into a cartridge, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's also pretty dangerous to just unknowingly <laughs> take chemicals into your body. Right, right. So, you go, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Well, that's, in, and that's the, the question that I always raise, and there hasn't, According to the FDA, there has been no studies that show it is safer than mm-hmm. tobacco use. And the question is, does Juul really even want those studies? Because what if it shows that it's incredibly more dangerous? Right. That's not good for them. No. <laughs> well, we ended up having to talk about that in my class last year. Yeah. I was saying to my students, I was saying, you know, pulling up all these companies that are backing all these products. And I mm-hmm. said, do you guys really think... These guys really have your best interest in mind. Or are they trying to make as much money as possible? Yeah. And there was a kid in that class that could identify every single flavor of the jewel. Really? Yeah. But then when I brought that up, he's like, no, they don't. They don't have my best interest in mind. Well, that's, I think in general, that's, I think everyone is more cognizant of the fact that. Every company is just out to make yeah. as much money as possible. Right. And, and that's the group, that's the age group that's going to spend that money. Well, that, and you think about the fact that um, it, it, that's really not even seen as a bad thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, is culturally, and I, and, I, and I speak in generalities, not meaning specific companies in general. Uh, I, I, all companies in general, not mm-hmm. specific ones, are... I'm sure there are some out there that care about their employees and care about, you know, on larger scales. But what I'm talking about is people looking at companies who only care about profits. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is seen as negative as it would have been in the past. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just, oh yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That company is just out to make money. Mm -hmm. And it's like, eh. Yeah, yeah. It, I feel like there used to be more of a stigma around people who are just in it to make money. Mm-hmm. In general, you know, right. that's that. That's the thing is, just personal personal gain over, you know, a, a massive loss. You know right. what I mean? Like the masses, the larger people, the larger group of people loses to one person's gain. Right. The people just don't seem to like fight against that one person. They mm-hmm. just go, oh, that's just the name of the game. Right. You know, whereas we, sh- we should be looking towards everyone right. coming up, you know? Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to kind of fight that that trend, that me society, right. the what's in it for me right. thing. Living my best life. Exactly. Speaking of living your best life, yes. how was that hayride? Oh, well, we were living our best <laughs> lives together. That's the best that I, I prefer. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. We missed you. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. We went to, there's a farm in Andover that is called Hearst Farm. Mm. And when I was growing up, my family went to that every year. We would go on the hayrides. Uh, you'd pick up some turnips out of the field. They'd bring you over the cows. Yeah. You'd feed the cows. And then at the end, you get a small little sugar pumpkin that you can take home. 
Ooh. And so, yeah, <laughs> big perks. Um, so we, we invited you guys, uh, Eva and Zoe, to come with us, and Eva and Zoe were able to make it. And it was so funny because uh, you were talking a couple podcasts ago about how coherent Zoe is with yeah. her vocabulary and her diction. And I trusted you on that. Yeah. But seeing her there at the farm, <laughs> she got there. It was funny because the timing of it was right during her normal nap times. Yeah. yeah. And she got a nap a little earlier, but she was still a little off once we got there. Yeah. Once she got on the tractor in the, in the hayride, <laughs> completely awake. Yeah. But we're walking around waiting for the tractor to come along, and they have this little zoo area with different different stuff you know animals and farm stock and she looks over and she starts going i see chickens i see goats i see cats and she's like going through on the list and just identifying everything and then goes yeah i want to see pigs well, there there aren't any pigs here, Zoe. I want to see pigs. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny because by the end of the whole thing, um, we know the owners there who are good friends with my family. The owner saw Zoe. We were having cookies and after the ride. Yeah. And just hearing Zoe talking about, I did this today. I did that yeah. today. She goes, how old is she? I said, she's <laughs> two years old. She goes, her diction is unbelievable. And she <laughs> yeah. homeschools her kids. She yeah. has a few oh, that's kids awesome. that work on the yeah. farm, and they're a good group of people. But just for her to be able to identify that, yeah, she yeah, yeah. goes, you guys must talk with her frequently. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Eva said, yeah, we do. So it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And then what just was amazing was at the end of it, when we're going back to the car, and Zoe's going, I saw a sheep today. I saw this today. We did this. Yeah. I slid down the hay. She goes, this was fun today. Yeah. And I'm like, a two-year-old just said, this is fun today. Like, how many two-year-olds yeah. Yeah. take the time to acknowledge that? And I was, it was just so much fun. Yeah. It's, she is just awesome. And she, when I got home from work that day, she was just like, mama, uh, mama hold apple for cow. It's yeah. like what? And she, our cow have an apple, yeah. and Eva just was like, "No, we don't. We don't have any apples." And I was like, "Oh, I think she's talking about the farm." Yeah, and she kept mixing up the turnips. The with turnips apples. apples. She thought they, they were apples. Consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she and Eva was like, "Oh, she's she's talking about her day," and it yeah. was just so awesome that That's she so could cool. like. Even hours later, yeah. still just talk about her day. And then, um, you know, even a few days later, she was talking about feeding the cows <laughs> and, and the hay and the, yeah. and the tractor. And it's wow. just like for for a two-year-old to be like have that kind of recall and yeah. just be able to explain it and stuff like that. It's just so awesome. And yeah. Yeah. I'm just I am truly blessed to have such an amazing wife mm-hmm. and an amazing daughter. Eva works so much with with Zoe on just talking in colors and yeah. and animals and just her vocabulary is crazy. Right. And it's just so so funny to just see her just just get so happy and, yeah. and talking about stuff that she's done and uh, just her with her pumpkin. And, uh, I want to hold my pumpkin. I right. want to hold my pumpkin. Well, what was funny was Steve and I were talking right before the podcast because if you check out his Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> he has a picture of Zoe and Eva at Hearst Farm. And uh, Zoe just has a straight face on. Eva's cracking up. But they're both looking at the camera. And I was saying to Steve, you know, Zoe's not one to look at the camera when we're about to take a picture. Yeah. But I figured if I sang Baby Shark, as soon as those two notes came out, yeah. Zoe looks right over. Yeah. And that's what that caused song. Eva to start cracking up. Baby. Yeah. We're going to go on tour. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be here all week. It's the other thing is her singing is so adorable. Yeah. She's she'll just start a song and then go right into another one and you know, down by the bay. Yeah. To birdie tweet tweet tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 
oh, she's so amazing and awesome, and yeah. I'm just so, so, so blessed. I, you know, and I'm glad that you guys uh, thought of that and invited us all. And yeah. I, I wish I could have been there, but next work, year work has been crazy busy, yeah. and uh, you know between. The confirmation sacrament, yeah. uh, being the confirmation coordinator at my church. <laughs> Fancy titles. Enough, enough hours in a day for you? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been working 12 hours a day at my day job and then throw in a few hours, uh, you know, every few days yeah. getting prepared for the sacrament and youth groups and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, my uh, full plate. Yeah, my wife is very understanding <laughs> and very overworked. <laughs> uh, just I uh, <laughs> can't express yeah. how uh, thankful I am for <laughs> Eva because she's had a lot on her plate and mm-hmm. uh, I have <laughs> been very busy. <laughs> so she does so much yeah. and uh, it's just. It's just awesome for them to be able to have, like, a day like that, though. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, Eva's brother, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and his wife, they took Zoe for a day and went to Kid City wow. in Middletown and yeah. took her. And Eva and I got to go, like, on a date. Nice. <laughs> and have a, a pretty cool date day, go to see a movie and yeah. and dinner and stuff. I think I might have talked about that. Um with you or mm-hmm. on the podcast. I don't remember. <laughs> but just like, you know, it's awesome to just be able to spend that time with yeah. Eva and Zoe gets to go and have a great day with her aunt and uncle. Like, mm-hmm. that's just really cool. Yeah. And so it just, you know, everyone. And a cousin, right? Not oh, no. different. Oh, okay. Never mind. Different brother in law, sister in law. Right. But uh, just th- them come and hang out and, yeah. uh, you know, take Zoe for the day. Just, yeah. Uh, it means the world because Eva and I got to spend like an adult day together, right. you know, and uh, Zoe got to spend time with her uncle and that, and just you know, awesome. just awesome. Cool. You ready for some hard hitting questions? I am ready for some <laughs> trivia. I got my pad of paper. I have a pen. All right, I'm gonna pull up the questions. Just one of those here. nice pens where the ink just flows. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's, it's not bad for a free <laughs> bank, pen. bank pen. All right. I'm here we go. The chain's not still on it. I'm going to move the <laughs> mic in this direction so that I cool. can read you. So this is Christian music trivia, correct? That's correct. All right. All right. And you guys on, on Facebook Live can follow along, too, if you want. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of Christian Music Trivia. I am your host, Stephen Patira, joined by my guest today, Evan Shamuff. All right. Well, thanks for being with us today, Evan. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Which Christian band has the most... Dove Awards. Now, is it specifically bands or is it? I think it might be. I think it might be artist. Okay. Artist slash band. Yeah. I'll put guesses for both just to be. All right. That is question number one again. Which Christian artist or band has the most Dove Awards? Okay. Now, Evan, could you tell us what a Dove Award is? So, this just happened last week. They're the Christian version of the Grammys. So it happens every year in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's normally on a weeknight because that's cheaper for booking the venues. <laughs> All right. Question number two. You got your answer down? I did. Okay. How many of these are we doing, Evan? Uh, let's do 10. <laughs> All I right. see there's 25 here. Let's narrow that down a little bit. All right. Number two. Who was the first Christian band to go on a USO tour? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is question number two. Okay. Who was the first Christian band to go on a USO tour? Hmm. Okay. Question number three. Which Christian band slash artist has released the most albums? In sheer numbers. 
has sold the most albums as a Christian band or artist? Any guesses from our Facebook Live? <laughs> so that's number four? That was number four. Number five. Oh, no. It was that number four? No, that was number three. Oh, I thought the, I thought number three was who's recorded the most, and then number four was who's sold the most. Released. 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 Okay. Released. That was number three. Okay, so number four. My guest is throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is throwing me off. This is my professional announcing voice. <laughs> I sound like I'm congested. <laughs> you sound like a congested Harry Carey. Hi, oh, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? It's not rocket science. I'd be delicious. I would <laughs> cover myself in ketchup and mustard. <laughs> we have gone off the rails. <laughs> Jen's watching from home just shaking her head. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Jackie has not seen these <laughs> SNL clips at all. If you you have time, <laughs> check out Will Ferrell as Harry Carey. <laughs> hey! She won't spell it correctly. <laughs> it's a different time, different generation. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll give you the DVD at some point, right. Jackie. Question number four. We are on four. Four. Not five. <laughs> four. We might only be doing five. Question number four. Who has the longest-running number one album for a female artist on the Billboard Christian charts. Bonus points if you can name that album. Female artist, longest run, at number one. Wow. Name that album for extra points. <laughs> now I've gone into Casey Kasem. <laughs> Counting down the biggest songs in the USA. Keep your feet on the ground and hands raised to the stars. <laughs> I used to listen to that show every weekend. All right. Number five. Which Christian band has had the most member changes? Okay. This is a very specific question. <laughs> it is, and I can think of a few. But I've, I've made a guess as to who had the most. Okay. <laughs> there has been a, quite a few bands with member changes. Right. Okay, so make a little note here. I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip some questions. Okay. Okay? Okay. So we've gone to here. All right. So, okay. Okay. Yep. And then we're going to come here down to... Okay. So that was five. This is three. okay. What country did the Newsboys come from, and what was their original name? That is question number six. <laughs> Counting them down. <laughs> Here on a top forty weekend, I'm your host, Casey Kaysen. <laughs> And now we're up to our long-distance dedication. Again, another generation. I know, that's what I was just saying. I went into a college class. I was like, you guys know who Casey Kasem is, right? And they all just gave me blank stares. Who? Yeah. All All right. What event inspired the Flyleaf song, Casey? That was number seven. Count them down. <laughs> what event inspired the Flyleaf song Casey? How's Casey spelled? C A S S I E. Is it Cassie? Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> this would not make a great audition tape for a game show host. No. <laughs> 
All right, that was number seven. Counting them down. <laughs> number seven. Number eight. Which Christian worship leader won two Grammy Awards this year, giving him 10,000 reasons to celebrate? <laughs> I think that's it. That was the giveaway right there. <laughs> 10,000 reasons to celebrate. That was number eight. <laughs> we go to number nine, counting them down. Which Christian band slash artist started off as a college worship team? And can you name that college? Hmm. Jackie, are you still confused? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number 10. Last question. Which contemporary Christian artist got his start as one of the Backstreet Boys? Oh, I, I know that. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. The answer to question number one, which was which Christian band has the most Dove Awards, Christian band or artist? The answer is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Got it. At 56 awards. <laughs> yeah. You got that right. Uh, see, when he said band, I was like, all right, I know the singer. I think if it's going to be the band, then I'm putting casting crowns. Number two, who was the first band to go on a USO tour? What did you have? DC Talk. That is incorrect. It is third day. Okay. Number three. Which Christian band artist has released the most albums? John Michael Talbot. Nope. You're not very good at this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, P- Pietra. Petra. 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 That's actually not true. Oh, goodness. Because John Michael Talbot, who I interviewed last year, just put out like his 80th record. Okay, this list may not be correct. So, <laughs> I, I'm not saying all of it's wrong. I just know that I'm right on this one. <laughs> All right, point of contention here. (laughs) (laughs) Who has the longest-running number one album for a female artist on the Billboard Christian charts was number four? I believe that was Natalie Grant with Awaken back in 2005. Francesca Botticelli, My Paper Heart. Okay. The next one, who's had the most member changes? Petra. Petra. 23 members? Yeah. They've been around for a while? <laughs> they've, they've been around. And if you listen to the early stuff, it's very, very soft, but it was very, like, controversial for Christian music listeners. Really? It came out because they were like, oh, this is, this is devil music. Devil music? Devil rock. <laughs> but when you listen to it now, it's very, uh, it's very soft, very light. All right, number six. What country did the Newsboys, and what was their original name? So I can't remember their original name, but I know they're from Australia. That is correct, and they were just called the News. Okay. And number seven, the event, the song, Casey. Casey. Casey Casey. (laughs) No, much more tragic than that. What do you got? That's what I had. Casey Casey. Oh, that was my guess. No. Nope. <laughs> it was unfortunately the Columbine shooting. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which happened when we we were in high school. Right. Right? Uh, uh, I, I was a freshman, which yeah, made you was eighth was grade. In, yeah, I was in middle right? school. Uh, that, when did that? That was 99? 99, yeah. Yeah, I was, so I was, I I was in middle school at that I, point. I was a freshman in high school. Just yeah. 
crazily changed yeah. everyone's oh, life. Yeah. And forever. Yeah. Just forever. Well, I was listening to, uh, I heard on the radio the other day, uh, um, This Is Your Time by mm. Michael W. Smith. Yeah. And Jen was kind of listening, but also kind of reading and doing mm. other things. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know what, you remember the song, you know what inspired it? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was listening to it and said, oh, it's, I think it had to do with Columbine. I said, yeah, it was about that with the girl who said yes. Yes. I think, yeah, that was the she same. she believed in God, and then she was martyred. Yes. Yep. And that was the same, this, the same thing God. with this. Number eight. Mm-hmm. Number eight. <laughs> Count them down. Keys, keys. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 reasons to celebrate. <laughs> it's kind of a huge hit. Yeah. What'd you have? Matt Redman. Yeah, that would be correct, sir. <laughs> uh, Number nine. What was that one? So I had 10th Avenue North for College Worship Band. Okay, hold on. College Worship Band. Yeah, College Worship Team. And it was... Where are we? Hold on, hold on. We're down a little more. I think I I saw David Crowder Band. That is correct, and it's Baylor University. All right. And number 10... For all the marbles. <laughs> I've lost a few. Which contemporary Christian artist got his start as one of the Backstreet Boys? Brian Luttrell. You are correct, sir. <laughs> How many did you get? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six out of ten. That's not bad. That's Especially for some random... Almost, it's almost, random, yeah. very... Specific <laughs> question. Right. <laughs> All right. So, what do you got for news and music? So news in music. This one's this one's kind of heavy. It's uh, I'm not sure if you heard about Toby Mac and his son, Mm-mm. but unfortunately, um, while Toby Mac was on tour the, the last few days up in Canada, he had to cancel the rest of his tour and come home because his oldest son, True. Um, was found unresponsive mm. and had gone into cardiac arrest at 21, and they weren't able to revive him. Oh, no. So um, if, if you have time to pray for their family, they really need it. Um, it's really heartbreaking to lose anyone. Yeah. But especially at that age, 21, um, they, they put a really touching uh, statement on Toby's socials just talking about the legacy that True had left behind and uh, just the quality of who he was. But what really struck me was the way they ended the post because a lot of times when you see stuff like this, like we saw it with Stephen Kirsch Chapman years ago, yeah. and they have to stop and wonder, am I going to be able to tour again? Am I going to be able to... They question so much. Toby posted at the end of his statement, my wife and I would want the world to know this. We don't follow God because we have some sort of under-the-table deal with him, (laughs) like, we'll follow you if you bless us. We follow God because we love him. It's our honor. He is the God of the hills and valleys, and he is beautiful above all things. Wow. To have, yeah. To have just the, the steady, you know, belief and just acknowledgement of... He's present. He's with us through this. This hurts. Mm-hmm. This absolutely hurts, and we don't understand. Yeah. But he is beautiful above all things. Yeah. Any any parent that loses a, cha- a child, I'm always in awe mm-hmm. of their strength and faith mm-hmm. when it is, you know, it's mm-hmm. just because it is an unthinkable Un, like, you cannot put yourselves in their shoes. Yeah. It's just unimaginable pain mm-hmm. and angst and yeah. just how to cope, mm-hmm. how to go through it, how to, you know. Yeah. So if you can keep Toby and his family and everyone else mm-hmm. who's experiencing yeah. loss right now, you know, we get to see this because he's... He's a high-profile person. This happens way too common 
so yeah. anyone that's going through this, we need to we need to say prayers. Yeah. Them. No, and uh, I've seen it firsthand. Uh, not mm-hmm. me losing a child, but I've seen you know the Garuders go through it uh, with Matt, and mm-hmm. I just know how devastating it can be. Um, even his son's friends, yeah. what they must be going through, because that's where I can mm-hmm. put myself in that shoe, where you don't, your your friends just not there anymore. So, yeah, yeah prayers prayers are are definitely needed uh, for them and for yeah. people who knew and loved him and anyone who's going through that yeah. right now. Amen. Amen. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we're gonna keep no. it. No, I, I, right to perfect. That. Perfect. <clears throat> that is perfect. So our saint of the day, Saint Anthony. Hold on, I'm pulling it up here. Saint <laughs> Anthony Mary Claret. He was a. He's the Claritin Archbishop and founder. He was originally founded. Where is it? The Apostolic Training Institute of the Immaculate Conception, or the Claritin Nuns. Mm. He, the Missionary Sons of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, now known as the Claritins. So he founded that religious order, and that is still around today, which is Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. He was known to have the gift of prophecy and to have many miracles attributed to him. Mm -hmm. So uh, served the faith in many different roles during trying times. He had to live in exile for Mm -hmm. a bit. And so we've got a pretty cool, amazing story of faith and perseverance. And uh, through all that, still became a saint. And uh, saint of the day, Saint Anthony... Mary Claret. Very good. Then, uh, did we want to do the reading? Yes. Luke 12, 49, 53. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it was already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter, a daughter against her mother. A mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A little uncomfortable hearing some of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think it's supposed to make us feel that way. Well, it, I, the way that I look at it, it was Jesus basically saying, I'm here to stir things up, mm-hmm. to start a change. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to just do things quietly and to just let the status quo of this sinful behavior that is throughout. I'm here to show you that there is more. I'm here to prove to you that there is a chance of everlasting life. The wages of sin are death. I'm here to show you that I can give you life. Mm -hmm. And Think about in your regular everyday life how resistant we are to change. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus was taking on the traditions of the time, the religions Mm -hmm. of the time, taking on all of that and saying, no, I'm here to light this world on fire. Mm -hmm. It's time to do so. Mm-hmm. And if you think that it's going to be peaceful, I know that it is not. Mm-hmm. I I know that in the end, I am here to die for your sins. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm putting kind of words in yes. Jesus's mouth, and I'm and I don't mean to say that. I'm saying mm-hmm. this is what I take from it. Right. The context. Of the it. context of it. 
Um, it, it, that's the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. Like when I read this, is like, no, Jesus. It's like, nope, I'm not. Jesus didn't come here to let the status quo right. be and make people feel good. Yeah, I'm not here to make you comfortable. Right. I'm not here to be this cozy mm-hmm. thing. Right. <laughs> I'm here to show heaven is real. God is real. My Father is real. I am real. Yeah. And what to gain out of following Jesus mm-hmm. is life. Mm-hmm. The opposite is death. And the question that I always come to with this gospel reading is, if Jesus came today, mm-hmm. how would we receive him? And how many of his father, followers would resist mm-hmm. and want to stay in status quo? How many of his followers would say, nope, that's not really Jesus. I would know. Mm-hmm. You know, how well, many... In the age of social media, I'm sure there will be all sorts of people saying, oh, it's not him. You no, know, exactly. He'd be torn apart, cast off as a crazy person. Right. And how long would it take... How long would it take Jesus to prove to you that he's Jesus? Mm-hmm. How long would you be resistant divided against how many people in your life today do you argue with about Christianity Mm -hmm. and do you stick up for it or do you just allow Mm -hmm. do you go quietly I'm not saying there's one way or the other it's just a question right what what do you think of when you think of this no I I think along the same line Um, yeah I was trying to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go somewhere, and then it's like, oh, you're nothing. But no, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, no, and I think that, I think that it, it's it's one of those ones, like you said, that it's hard. It's yeah. hard to think about the fact that he's saying, I'm going to put a mother against a daughter. I'm going to mm-hmm. put a father against a son. Right. In a household of five, it'll be three against two and two against three. Yeah, that's hard. But when you try to think of it in larger scale, that we are all brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. that we all are sons and daughters. Yeah. That's when you say, like, I'm I'm here to stir things up Mm -hmm. is the way that I take that. That Jesus is basically saying, if you think this is going to be peaceful, (laughs) you're wrong. Mm -hmm. That... The change that I am here to spread, the love that I'm here to spread, is not going to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what's that's what's crazy, and that's the part that's hard, is because people think of Jesus and they think of love, which mm-hmm. they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. But I also think that when you think of meekness, people think of weakness. Mm-hmm. When you think of that Jesus was a meek man... That, that meant that he was weak, and that is not the case. And that also is not the case that Jesus always sat quietly. Mm-hmm. He was known to tip a table or yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> Chase people out of churches. Yeah. So it's, it's sometimes hard under the perceptions mm-hmm. and understanding that God is love. However, <laughs> he is also known mm-hmm. to challenge. Yeah. And sometimes we have to get out of our own way mm-hmm. and say, yep, nope, God, this is your will. How many times have you gotten into arguments with God? Because I have. Oh, yeah. Just like sometimes loudly. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's and that's the the gospel reading uh for today. I as soon as I read it, I was like, yeah, no, we're yeah. talking about Let's dig this. into it. Yeah. So Amen. Amen. News of the weird. News of the weird. You'll you'll relate to this. You're a Bengals fan. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was that tone about? So uh, <laughs> they're not very good this year. Well, that's what this news of the weird story is about. So there's this restaurant owner, and I'm trying to see where this is based out of. Um, this might be out of uh, Cincinnati, um, but anyway. So there's this restaurant owner. His name is Jeff, and he runs a restaurant called the Hog. Rock Cafe. Okay. And he is a diehard Bengals fan. Ooh. And he has decided 
that he is going to live in a tent on the roof above his cafe until the Bengals win their first game. Oh. He's been up there for a long time. They are 0-7 right now. They're 0-7. <laughs> so uh, he says he plans on eating food from the restaurant, and he has amenities such as a phone charger, air mattress, blankets, and a heater. <laughs> phone, I love that phone charger. Is he's, he's got it. An, able to prove an amenity. Right. Yeah. So it's... It, that's that's listed. There's nothing about a shower, but a, but phone charger is an amenity. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope he's showering. That's so funny. <laughs> the amenity Actually, of a that's phone a charger. Milan, Indiana. Indiana. That yeah, that makes sense. It's all in that region. But yeah. they the may article, not. Their... The article ends. How long does this last? Nobody knows, but. For the same of this diehard Bengals fan, let's hope he uh, he gets to get home before the weather gets really bad. I mean, they are not good this year. Like, it might be a long time. You can ask Eva. Living with me on a Sunday right now, not the greatest. <laughs> because they are... Not yeah. good. Oh, it's seven. <laughs> and for Eva, who's not a sports fan really right, right, on right. any level, does not understand. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who are listening to the audio version knows that that music means it's time to wrap up this podcast. Uh, we went, music. We went a little long. <laughs> uh, hope you guys had fun. Thanks as always for listening. Shoot us topics, maybe some games, something that you want us to do. Uh, prayers, any of that. Uh, the music is getting loud. Uh, just as always, very appreciative of all of you that support us. Have a great week. God bless. Thanks, everybody. Keep smiling and God bless. <laughs>